now but there's another rocky road From the vault, all friends for sale. Recorded mid-April 1992 at Platinum Studios in Melbourne, while Prince was on tour doing the uh, Diamonds and Pearls tour. Uh, released on the 24th of August 1999. On the track, you've got the touring band, which is Prince, Michael B, Sunny T, Levi, uh, Tommy Barbarella, and Rosie Gaines. Apparently, have some credits, but we we don't hear Rosie Gaines, so I'm guessing they're probably just playing some keyboards or something in the background. The song is two minutes twenty-nine, and joining me to talk about it today is Russell Irick. Hello, Russell. Hello. Now, in terms of like a genre, I feel like. I don't know, I, I think this fits with, like, it, it, essentially because this was from I'll Do Anything, it feels like this is, like, a musical, it feels like it is a musical interlude in a film. Like, the the kind of, the perspective that is given within the lyrics, it, it doesn't, it feels like this is a character in a film singing about being depressed and kind of sad and you know so i don't know what to call it i guess yeah it's kind of bluesy and as well i guess and some level too but yeah it does have that kind of musical feeling about it um i i can still feel that in the in the piece but yeah it's also got that kind of blues like everything sucks (laughs) oh woe is me (laughs) sort of vibe going on too (laughs) It has like a very, it has like a very prominent kind of like guitar as well, like an yeah. unusual guitar sound, like not like a normal guitar sound. It al- it almost starts to verge towards mandolin, <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of like the sound, so I'm not quite sure what that is. Prince didn't really ever use that sound again, so I guess it was it was just like uh, to me it sounds like it's probably a, a pedal effect that he's got mm. on that you know he just found and he was like oh I'll use this effect for this guitar piece on there and it cuz in considering it's like 2 minutes 29 there's even you know it has enough space for like a for a 30 second guitar break like it, kind of halfway through it so um it's it's kind of interesting how much prince kind of crams into the song um and you know the reason I say that it feels like a kind of musical interlude is you know it doesn't it doesn't really have like a a proper like verse chorus verse chorus structure you know like you have like uh, the opening uh, with Prince kind of um, when he when he gets down to his uh, you know is it me or did the I just lay down and died like he starts to go really low in his register like, yeah it's some of kind of like the lowest singing that Prince has done and then you know you have kind of like I don't know I can't call it, I don't know if I can call it a chorus because he talks about there is lonely there is lonely and then we have the guitar break and then he comes back in with there is lonely there is lonely <laughs> so uh, effectively it's just like all chorus like there's no like aside from the opening, there's no real kind of like verse in there. Yeah, looking. Uh, this is the first time now, just actually looking at the lyrics. And yeah, you do. I did. Now I kind of realize how sort of strange the structure is. I kind of just go along with it when I first listened to it. Like, yeah, okay, I get this. But um, now I see. Yeah, it is a little odd, especially the way, you know, the first, you know, verse. I guess the first chunk of the song doesn't have anything of the "there is lonely," and then after that point, he repeats it three times and or each you know each little section starts with that so yeah it's a little odd and i think that's probably because in the context of the film this maybe would have made more sense <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like, true yeah it's like probably the the beginning is a little bit of an intro getting into it um 
Yeah, I mean, I could when when you told me about the 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 film and that this was a part of it, I I did sort of understand how it could fit in it. One of the things that I sort of wondered is was this song supposed to be funny in the film? You know, like that, that's one of the strange <laughs> things about it. Cause I could see how it could be um, almost like it's so <laughs> kind of hyperbolic, like the, the, and the, the idea of having this like line about Cain and Abel in this romantic <laughs> comedy, I just kind of wondered like, is this, is it supposed to be sort of over the top? But like when Prince sings it, it just sort of sounds pretty sincere. I, I think, um, I mean, I haven't seen I'll Do Anything um, and neither did a, a number of people. That's why the film <laughs> flopped so hard. I had no idea it existed. <laughs> the film is about a director who um, is making a, a musical and the film is meant to be, obviously until they took all the songs out, a musical. Right. So it's a musical about making a musical. Which, okay. To me, that kind of calls back to, you know, kind of old Hollywood, because that's what they would do anyway. Yeah. You know? Which also get, maybe gets them off the hook about, like, the tone of the songs as well in that case. That makes sense. You know, Albert Brooks um, is is the producer in that in that film. And so, I mean, I'm like, the, the funny thing is within the film... Uh, the film that they're doing fails uh, after a test screening. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing obviously happened to World to Anything, where after a test... Art imitating life or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Life imitating so, art, I guess. So obviously, you know, all the songs were kind of cut out. But I, I, from what I, from what I understand from reading about the film, this is, you know, the producer singing about how you know, how devastating it has been that the test screening has failed for this film. So it does feel like it's meant to be a little bit humorous and kind of over the top. Yeah. Particularly like the fact that it does, like, you know, I think the opening, like the opening kind of four questions, which are, is it me or did the room just get darker? Is it me or did I just lay down and die? Right. Uh, Is this a dream or did the world just crumble at my very feet? How in heaven will I ever be all right? It's hard to say that seriously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the level of like kind of depression there like the like the fact that someone is it feels like you know the, all the lights have gone out and he's just laid down on the floor and died and you know the inti- like all, all that it does feel like you know and i said this a little bit about um you know the first song on the vault that was that was meant to be and i'll do anything it feels like prince is writing for what james l brooks wants so it feels like James L. Brooks has kind of said to him, this is going to be a song about this. Like, it's going to be a song right. about depression. And so Prince has been like, okay, you know, and what kind of tone do you want? And, you know, he's probably said, you know, it needs to be a little bit kind of melodramatic and over the top. And this is how Prince has kind of interpreted that. Yeah. Um, so, and then, of course, when he, you know, when we get to what is essentially kind of like the, the chorus itself, which is, you know, repeated a few times with the kind of the, the key lines of there is lonely and there is lonely and then there is now <laughs> how I feel right now. Like, it's it's like, you know, I don't know. It's, I just kind of love the kind of level of exaggeration. But then also, you know, we then get the perhaps only Cain when he's slain his brother could ever come close <laughs> to knowing how. And it's just like... You know, and again, that whole that all that's repeated like a second time, and then just you know, the there is lonely um, couplet is repeated again. So like, this is like Morrissey levels of sadness right now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I, but I, I don't know. Like the comparing, you know, the failure of a film at a test screening to the first murder mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> right. <laughs> the first murder ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it. It feels like you know. It feels like it's it's deliberate. If it, it, you know, like someone has said to you know, like I say, it's probably James L. Brooks has said this is the this is the kind of tone we want, and Prince has been like, okay, 
I think I can kind of yeah. get what you're talking about. Um, so, I mean, to me, I would, I, it's never going to happen, but I would love to hear the Albert Brooks version of this because I can't imagine how kind of melodramatic that would get. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I feel like he really would sell that. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where this is this. I mean, I said this about, um, you know, the, the other track, uh, you know, that was the, that was featured on here the rest of my life. The rest of my life wasn't actually in the end recorded by anyone for the film. So, um, you know, that 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 didn't end up being in the actual film, whereas this did. So um, I imagine that this is probably like the final version that Prince did of this song before, you know, um, Albert Brooks recorded it. Whereas with the rest of my life, that song is actually about, you know, 20 seconds shorter than this one. And it feels just like a demo, whereas this feels a lot more like Prince's kind of polished it off and it, it feels like a finished production ready for someone to just kind of you know prince feels like he's i mean it's not like it sounds like a guide vocal it's not like prince is not putting his effort in but he because he really you know he really sells the kind of the melodrama of it um but you know it does feel like the entire production apart from prince's vocals is probably what albert brooks kind of used um you know in terms of in terms of the kind of the sound of this song um, whereas the rest of my life feels a little bit more kind of chaotic and not really like the ideas didn't feel as kind of clear. Whereas this, it definitely feels like James L. Brooks would probably hear this and go, yeah, that's, that's about the tone of yeah. what I was aiming for. <laughs> you know, I was aiming for, you know, a film producer who's so devastated. They feel like they are as bad as it's as bad as the first murder featured in the Bible. <laughs> I uh, felt a little yeah. bit like a grammar snob when I first read the title for this song, because I just thought there is lonely, like, uh, I think you mean there is loneliness, Prince. Um, and but then the minute I heard the line, there is lonely and there is lonely. I got it. I was like, yeah. oh, OK, I see what you're doing there. OK, okay I get it. OK, forgiven. I, I see. Yeah. Not that it, it makes it any more correct, but it's like it, it's just like a, it's sort of like, you know, you're saying, oh, I'm lonely. Well, there's lonely and there's lonely, you know, I, I, it's disappointing because it's like I would love to I would love to hear how Albert Brooks kind of interpreted it. Yeah, um, you know that that it, that would be like fun to kind of, um, but yeah, apparently you know when once Prince returned because he was on tour obviously once he returned to America, um, late nineteen ninety two you know that's when um, you know uh, James R. Brooks um, took you know the versions of the songs that were given to him by Prince and uh, Carol King and Sinead O'Connor and then had the cast like you know record them, um, so but I don't know it's funny it's funny because. I don't, I don't think anyone really cares about the film I'll Do Anything, and obviously a number of people don't even know it exists. Um, you know, considering that James L. Brooks' career, you know, before and after that was, you know, um, Terms of Endearment and As Good As It Gets. Like, <laughs> you know, he has, the, he has these films that were kind of like, and even broadcast news, you know, in his career he has like those three kind of really big films, and this kind of sits between two of them, and it's, you know, it's kind of, it's such an oddity. Um, and I mean, it's funny actually then, because after As Good As It Gets, you've only got Spanglish and, and How Do You Know as like his next two films. Yeah. So James L. Brooks, I think his film career, you could say he bats 500, you know, like he, he's got he's got three good films and then he's got three films that people either don't know exist or were puzzled as to why, you know, he, he, he was like, I mean, particularly How Do You Know? Talk about being a grammar snob, but there's no question mark in that in that film poster. And there's no, there's no way for you to say the phrase, how do you know, without it being a question. Yeah, no, like, there's you not. You can't have any sentence that starts with how that, does, that isn't a question. Like, so... 
you know, all all the W's, all the all the like the why, what, where. Although you can do those, you can actually have sentences with those that don't finish with a question mark. But there's no way to do yeah. it with how. And it's it's just that's that's kind of more irritating than anything that James L. Brooks finished his film career, um, and possibly James uh, um, finished Jack, Jack Nicholson's film career with a, a film that has a title that is like so terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I mean, to me, I, like I really enjoy this song just because you know I think the production is kind of interesting. You know, it does feel like you know along uh, as well as um, you know the, the rest of my life. It does feel like these songs were. Not really Prince's choice, but they were kind of done for you know to to suit James L. Brooks's taste, um, and and so it, it kind of feels like they're almost being pitched to an audience of one, and then hearing them, you're like they don't you know they don't really like they sound like Prince obviously, but they don't really sound like something that you know on his own Prince would have just been like oh I'm going to record this song about how someone feels so depressed that you know they feel like Cain and Abel after the murder like you know it. It's it's really weird. It's it's kind of it's kind of like it's such an unusual it's such an unusual kind of song, um, but I mean for me it's still a four out of five just because I I love I mean I love the opening so much those those kind of as Prince goes into his lower register, and you know it kind of it emphasizes how kind of melodramatic it is because it's rare that Prince kind of goes that low, and so it kind of, when you hear it you feel like Prince is kind of trying to say something specific and you're like oh okay where are we going with this and. You know, then once everything comes in, then you're kind of like, oh, it's, oh all right, this this song is a little bit different. Um, so, you know, for me, it's still a four just because I, I, I kind of I really enjoy the production. And I love this band. You know, this is one of my favorite bands that Prince ever had. So it's always nice to kind of hear them. Yeah, I would probably I don't know for me, I guess it just doesn't excite me in any way i just i i would probably be more on the three side of three out of five it's just kind of right in the middle for me it's like yeah okay like i i, I like that it's a weird project with the sort of you know musical quality of it I, i'm always a sucker for the the theatrical stuff you as you know i think you've you've started to give me things that are more kind of theatrical. Um, so I like that part of it, but it just kind of was like, eh, okay. Um, yeah, I definitely am. I'm with you though. I would love to have heard that, uh, that, you know, the Albert, Br Albert Brooks version would have been fun to hear and to compare them, especially. Yeah. So it's, it's disappointing that I couldn't be in the preview audience that, you know, were the only ones who ever saw the proper version of the film with the songs. Um, but, you know, I can't travel back to 1994 Los Angeles, unfortunately. If I could, you know, obviously kill baby Hitler and then go and see the test screening of I'll Do Anything. Uh, that would be how I would use time travel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, purely for my own selfish ends and also to make the world better. Yeah. So Prince never performed this live, which is not surprising because, you know, by the time it got released, it was like seven years old. And, you know, Prince was very much, well, he was on the verge of converting to be a Jehovah's Witness and kind of, you know, once he once he kind of changed his name back in, in 2000, he, he kind of, you know, left off a huge chunk of his uh, his back catalogue for a while. Um, so, I you know, I think he probably, no, no, but this, this to me feels like something that Prince spent a couple of days working on in 1992. And by the time it got released, he's probably like, did I record that song? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just feels like something that he kind of did for a specific purpose and then, you know, kind of moved on. So, you know, by the time it comes out, with it being seven years old, I'm almost certain Prince is like, I, I don't know. I, I Like, I'm not going to perform this live. Um, although it would have been fun just to see how, like, you know, he would have really sold it live. 
Um, you know, particularly when he did his, you know, piano and a microphone tour. I feel like Prince just sitting at a piano, kind of, <laughs> kind of getting into those very low vocals would have been a, a real kind of entertaining performance. But uh, unfortunately, it was never to be. I feel like we said about as much as we can about There Is Lonely. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Russell? Uh, sure. You can check out my podcast, Art Palace, produced by the Cincinnati Art Museum. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Russell Irig. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. Not sure why you would. Unless, of course, you are Albert Brooks and you're willing to sing this down the line to me. Then, of course, do email in at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Russell. Sure. My pleasure. And otherwise, goodbye.